What's up, everybody? This is your boy Tech Supreme, and it's official. Your first, your boy's first solo dolo podcast in the history of me doing Pride Podcast. This is a nerve wracking experience, but we're gonna have a good time with it. We're gonna try our best to have a good time and to just be ourselves because that's all we have to offer the world is ourselves. So, so I got my phone here. I'm just checking out the camera. Uh, it looks good from here. So let's do a little quick introduction. This is the first episode of Rent Free with Tech Supreme. I am the creator of this podcast, Tech Supreme. Uh, a lot of people uh, in St. Louis know who I am. A lot of people don't. Uh, but I'll just do a brief introduction on who I am. I got my show notes over here. So if I look over here, that's why. Um, I'm really excited about this podcast because this is one, my first YouTube first podcast audio second um a quick introduction to me my name is tech supreme i'm from st louis missouri by way of new jersey shout out to all my friends in new jersey um i've been doing music for as long as i can remember 96 97 uh, when i was a wee kid a wee little lad um so everyone in st louis kind of knows me for the music production aspect of it i worked with a lot of dope artists in st louis had a lot of songs uh that people resonate that resonated with people a lot of songs on the radio, a few songs on the radio, uh, you know, just, uh, we did a lot of shows, we did a lot of good things with music, and um, I'm happy to say that everyone that I've done, did music with is still doing music, and is still seeing good success off of it, and getting good attention, I think that's amazing, um, so that's where I come from, I come from the hip-hop production side of things, um, and through doing the music stuff, I've kind of branched out and done other things, one of those things that I did was broadcasting. Um, I did a radio show at Washington University for many years uh, with a bunch of just like friends and kind of just getting my feet wet. I kind of did that as a way to get more comfortable on stage because I was having to do a lot of hosting of shows. So I needed to be like super comfortable. So I keep looking at this because it's the it's my monitor, basically. I got to stop doing that. I'm um, sorry if you're just listening. It's weird. But um, yeah, I, was, I needed to get comfortable on stage. I was doing a lot of shows. Um, so I decided to do a radio show at Wash U. Uh, shout out to DJ Trackstar. He's the one who kind of plugged me into that. And um, just kind of never looked back. I, pretty much ever since that time in the early 2000s, I was doing that radio show. Um, I've kind of been doing something along these lines of broadcasting and recording content. So um, from from that, and this is all the while while my other endeavors are coming into fruition as, as far as music and graphic design and art is concerned. Uh, so I went from that to podcast. Went from radio to podcast. Uh, first podcast I did was a uh, Nightcap podcast with Tef Poe. Um, and then that changed over to the 60-Minute uh, Shit Show with Sketch Sawyer. And then ended, uh, then ended up being with... Uh, well, it started with me, Sketch Sawyer, and Hate Nate. And then Hate Nate, me and him got into it, which is a long story. But it was like one of our most crazy podcast episodes um then we started doing it which is me and sketch and then we added his uh, nephew caleb which now i do a podcast another podcast with him ben caleb and our friend ryan it's a lot of story a lot of shit we'll get into that in the future but 
I say all that to say that, yeah, I've done podcasts before. I do podcasts now and I kind of know what I'm doing. But this is a new one for me because this is in front of a camera, which I've been in front of plenty of cameras before. I was actually on the news last week. I've been in front of cameras before. They don't bother me. But this is like my first full taste of me on YouTube and first like my thoughts and and things. And that's what rent free pretty much is. Uh, The definition of rent free is basically stuff that lives rent free in my head. Uh, so whatever I'm thinking about at the time, whatever I'm going through or whatever I'm talking about on social media, on Twitter, I'll talk about those things. Um, and that's kind of where Rent Free came from because I wanted to do something. It took me a while to figure out what to do with the podcast, but I wanted to do something that was unique to me, but not like overly done. Like if I just read the news, who gives a fuck, right? And if I just do pop culture stuff, I, we already do that with the Nerdy Bit Show, which, you know, comes out every other week. And I, and I love those things. But I want to do something that was my perspective on things and the way I see it. Like, I want you to see life the way I see it. Because as as a late 30-year-old black man from New Jersey and grew up in St. Louis who's traveled the country and I've seen a lot of things and I've met a lot of people and I got a lot of experiences and I've been through a lot. Um, And I think, like, what's the point of ever going through anything, whether good or bad, if you don't share it, you don't talk about it. So, like... Everything I talk about, it may not be serious, it may be serious, but it's just what I think, right? So, like, it's a, a compilation of my thoughts. Um, I'm a big nerd. I got tons of Funko Pops. Um, I got comic books everywhere. Um, I'm, I got fucking Mr. Meeseeks tattooed on my hand. I have Spider-Man and Venom tattoos. Like, I'm a super nerd. So, like, a lot of the stuff that I will talk about that brings me joy is going to be, like, the comic book stuff and, you know, the movie stuff and the TV stuff. Because I love I love consuming these things as well as, you know, other things. Um, so, that's going to be part of the show. Um, like I want this episode, and this is the second time I've done this episode because the first time the audio messed up. So, now I'm doing audio, like, with a mic and with a camera mic. So it's a little bit overkill, but I want to make sure, because I'm an audio guy, I want to make sure the sound sounds as good as possible. Uh, so until I find that de- that final like plan, this is what it is. Um, so these notes that I have for this show were something I came up with a couple days ago. Pardon my phone. And um, what I first initially want to talk about is the Eternals trailer. Um, and my thoughts on the Eternals trailer. i not a really big Eternals guy from the comic books. I couldn't tell you. You know, I just know that uh, the Celestials created the Eternals. I know Thanos was an Eternal, was an Eternal. So I'm interested to see if they ever talk about that. I know Angelina Jolie plays Thanos' cousin. Uh, the trailer was dope. I thought the trailer was well put together without giving any plots. But it also begs the question, like, what the fuck were they doing? during during the time period of all this tumultuous world-ending things like what were the Eternals doing so uh, I think everyone's kind of wondering like how do you how does Marvel up the ante on what they've already shown us because they showed us a lot honestly um they did a uh we started on earth and then we kind of just went all the way the fuck off somewhere and where does that go from here like what is what is like how do you get a bigger threat than half the universe being demolished like do you uh, make all the universe demolished? So I think it's interesting to see exactly where this goes. Um, I thought it was interesting that they're assisting mankind throughout the times, kind of propelling our society, which is something something that's kind of what I think maybe has happened in real life with 
creatures from another world. But that's a different story. I believe in aliens. Side note. Um, the trailer was interesting. Um, am I excited for this movie? Absolutely. They can never. Marvel has not done, done anything wrong to me ever since uh, a Hulk, right? Or maybe uh, what Captain America? No, Iron Man three. I had a problem with Iron Man two. I was kind of iffy on. So I, Kevin Feige and and Marvel, they have my trust. So it's gonna be good. Um, also, as uh, the actors, I dig a lot of the actresses in this Eternals. It's just a new interesting story. I want to see where they go with it, how they raise the ante, because that's pretty much what we're looking for. Like, how do they make this bigger? Are we going to introduce the mutant gene through the Eternals, which is something that we all have been waiting for. We kind of hoped that WandaVision would have done that, but it didn't. So it is what it is. We have to wait and see. Um, but, you know, we're getting a lot of content this year from Marvel. November, this comes out. So we'll definitely be talking about that more in the future. Um, a section... Moving on, moving on. If I'm sorry if I'm rambling, I'm from New Jersey. I talk fast. It's not everyone's cup of tea. Um, you can change the speed of the podcast if it's too fast for you. That is also a possibility. And you can change the speed on YouTube. So you're covered in both media aspects. Um, one section that I want to do every week is Twitter rants. I have a very opinionated Twitter. I remember maybe, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago, there was a Twitter poll that came out. Or Twitter numbers, like super deep company did super deep analytics on everyone's Twitter in every city. And I was ended up being the 44th most popular person in St. Louis or in Missouri for Twitter, which definitely I'm not that anymore because I, I let go of Twitter for months, years. I kind of stopped tweeting. Um, so, but at one point, you know, I had a, a pretty, pretty active Twitter. Um, and, uh, I always like to share my opinions on Twitter because I feel like it's a little bit more ex- open-minded than my Facebook is. My Facebook is like maxed out with 5,000 people and they all like kind of, most of the people who followed me from, for music and I just kind of just don't agree with how they think and, and talk in on Facebook. I For me, Facebook is very toxic and I, even though Twitter can be toxic, I enjoy it a lot more than I enjoy Facebook. Um, I probably enjoy Twitter more than any other social media. Uh, so having said that every week I want to, every episode I want to do a Twitter rant, uh, which basically I just go over a few of the things that I've been tweeting the last week or so, things that are like randomly thoughts in my mind. Uh, my first thought thought was, is, uh, I go on vacation in two days, which I'm super excited about. And, um, it's not my first vacation, but this is the first time that I'm not going to work on vacation. And that's really exciting for me because every vacation, whether I've gone to Mexico or Dominican or Aruba, I've always brought my laptop with me and I've always worked in a manner in which I was still at home. I'm not doing that this time. This time I'm taking a strictly mental health break. So this like vacation is legitimately going to be a vacation. Like people are just going to be mad at me and that's fine. Be mad at me for a week. Um, The clients will either they'll come back or they won't. I assume they will. Um, But I need this for me. Like, I need to take this time out to, to recuperate my thoughts, relax, disconnect from the world, disconnect from society, uh, d- reconnect with water, reconnect with the sun, reconnect with nature, reconnect with my wife first and foremost, even though I said that fifth, sorry, honey. But you know what I'm saying? Like, just kind of just get my my thoughts together and just get, like, refreshed, get new energy uh enjoy margaritas on the beach and enjoy beautiful like wonderful mexican food and just get away and i'm so excited about it like to wake up and not have to open my laptop and do this for this person or do that for that person it's going to be liberating it's going to be amazing 
I'm really looking forward to it. And I, and I feel like everyone has to have that. And like everyone has to do that where they take time out for themselves and just reconnect with yourself. And this is for mental health. I think one of the cool things about this new generation of younger people is that they brought up, they brought like the, the thoughts of taking care of your mental health. They actually like people shied away from their mental health conversation for a long time. Like my generation was very self, like uh, not self, like not self-centered, but like kind of um, closeted, so to speak, about mental health, especially black men. So like the fact that everyone's like, "Yo, I'm depressed." That shit. That's amazing to me. People like older people were like, "Oh, you know, whatever." You know, that's amazing that you can like that. We that is it's normalized like saying it now, and it's like normalized to like feel it because I feel like once you, once you do it, once you say it, you can make steps towards getting out of it. Now I. I I'm lucky enough to never have to deal with clinical depression or, or anything like that. But I'm, I'm very sympathetic for those who do because um, my, my people in my family have. So it's affected me directly. So I think it's amazing that this gener- the new generation has kind of ushered in this new awareness of, of mental health. I love it. Um, basically, I'm saying that to say, take care of yourself. Take care of, go on vacation mentally, even if you're not going anywhere, just like, take care of yourself that's and that's what that tweet was about my my not working on vacation tweet and it's a big deal to me because i'm i'm a i wouldn't say i'm a workaholic but i'm kind of like i'm kind of super into my work um working is very important work is very my my company is very important to me um the brand that i have as a company the identity that i have the product that i put out it's all very important to me so i i need to be at the best of my ability and the best way to do that is to keep um my energy set at a good level. That makes sense. Um, the another one I talked about on Twitter was about two Americas. I don't really want to get into that. It's super kind of self-explanatory. Those two Americas, one for people of of non-people of color and one for people of color. We'll probably talk about that later. When I when I did this podcast, this episode the first time, I definitely went in, t- in depth about it, and I just don't have it in me right now to talk about it because it's just such a a thing that's so prevalent and so like every day it's kind of exhausting being black in America. It's absolutely exhausting. Um, we held to a completely different standard and it's, it's it, oftentimes it's, it's an unfair standard. Um, I am not responsible for anything outside of myself. Um, but I do have a responsibility to, to let you know that, um, you know, when you're wrong, you're wrong. And when you're right, you're right. But I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. It's just, it's just very frustrating. So I actually just don't want to talk about that, which is weird that I even mentioned it. But um, eventually, we'll, it's, we'll soon we'll talk about, you know, what I mean by two Americas, if you don't get it. If you do get it, you know, I appreciate you. But if you don't get it, uh, I don't know, say something in the comments. Maybe we'll have a conversation in the comments. Um, the third thing I was ranting about is UFO footage. Now, your boy believes in UFOs. And I believe in aliens. I believe they've visited Earth many times. Now, you can call me crazy. That's fine. Um, I used to have reoccurring nightmares that I was being abducted. You call it reoccurring nightmares if you want. I, I don't know what to call it or how to explain it. But I do believe it's real. It's kind of ignorant not to, right? Like, the universe is too big. And it's kind of self-centered to, to, to think that you're the only thing in the universe. I think we I think a logical person can agree to that. Um I think the government is releasing information about UFOs, but they're doing it incorrectly and no one cares. 
maybe because they've gone through so great lengths to disprove this and call it conspiracy um that now that they're trying to say it's real like like whatever right i need 4k footage i need an instagram live i need something that i know is not fake uh you li- live stream it i believe it 4k footage i believe it but all this 1960 looking footage of a ufo and and obama talking about ufos are real he doesn't know about aliens but ufos are real like come on dude like just stop holding our hands and let's rip this band-aid off and get it over with but they'll never they i don't know i i don't think they'll ever do it i hope in my lifetime i get to see something right that we're not alone i don't know let me know what you think i don't I have no idea uh uh moving right along outside of the ufo rant uh army of the dead netflix movie Zack snyder uh, some of the homies who do the Nerdy Bitch podcast, they want to talk about this next episode, and I'm unsure of it. I like the movie. I thought it was a decent movie. Um, plot holes aplenty all over the place. Um, unanswered questions. And I think my main problem with this movie is the assumption that you're going to get a second movie. So instead of telling us a good story, a good solid story, they keep they're, they're trying to give us this universe. And I feel like if the MCU gave us good movies and a little sprinkle of universe, right? Of universe connectivity. And I think they did that in the beginning to lay the foundation of it. And I think that's why it works, right? I feel like DC tried to slap you too many times with universe shit, right? Like, we're trying to set this up. Wonder Woman had no business being in Batman vs. Superman. She had no reason. But they were trying to force it, you know what I mean? And I get it. Right, especially with Marvel being successful and you want to be successful, but like, give me a good movie. And I feel like Army of the Dead didn't give me a good movie. They gave me a decent movie, but they did so much future content sprinkles that it took it away from me. Right? And spoiler alert: if you haven't seen Army of the Dead, but some of the um, some of the the zombies appear to be robots. In the beginning, there's a UFO. There's two UFOs. What? Where's what? What? Unexplained. Never explained again. That's it. Until the next movie, like like you didn't hook me in hard enough for that, but you you made the movie in, in for the hopes of that, I assume, because like you have so much long term exposition. I don't think that works. I think you put a good movie out, and then if it if it's successful, it's successful, it continues to grow. So, I'm ranting. I know. Um, but Army of the Dead, I liked it. I love Dave Bautista. I love Amari Hardwick. Uh, the actress, I forgot her name. I, I forgot what other movie she was in. I want to say she was in Predators. I think she's dope. Um, the the girl with the red bandana was super dope. I'm mad that she didn't make it. No offense. Uh, spoiler alert, I guess. Not no offense, but spoiler alert. Um, yeah. So it's, it is what it is. Let me know how you think about Army of the Dead. Um, I don't know if I'll watch it again. Maybe I'll watch it again just to see if I can salvage an opinion i could not watch wonder woman 84 again so like it's better than that because i'm considering watching it again i think wonder woman may be the only comfort movie in the last 10 years i haven't bought so there's that um i had a couple other things but i'm going to breeze past them um for the sake of just cutting this keeping this episode a little bit short this is the first episode i want to see how we do uh with this a 30 minute kind of format we're getting kind of close to that um so one thing that's been going on in social media a lot is Kwame Brown. If you don't know Kwame Brown, he is a former NBA player, played 13 seasons. He came straight out of high school and was the number one pick. And he had a rough career, to say the least. Out of all the number one picks 
in 50 years, 46 years of NBA number one picks, he has the second lowest um, points per game. So, like, he's a bust. And people have been talking shit about Kwame Brown. And Kwame Brown has to deal that his entire career. And now he's a grown man, mid-30s, maybe late 40s, maybe early 40s. Um, he decided to clap back. And it's been hilarious. It has all honestly been one of the most refreshing fuck y'all stories that I've seen, right? It's like someone who's been persecuted for years, for years, 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 for, you know, not having the career that everyone wanted him to have. Kind of for no reason, right? Because even if you're a failure, he made like $60 million from the NBA. Like... 69 million or something crazy like that. It's crazy shit like that. So, like, that's a win. He won in life. He beat life. Like, he won. But people, like, want to drag him through mud because he wasn't this big star that everyone thought he was going to be. Well, that's fucking how it happens sometimes. Um, with basketball, it's the same. There's people who will never get a shot, who are amazing basketball players. I know, I know musicians who are the best musicians that I've ever listened to in my entire lifetime. And they may not, they're not going to be successful. I mean, I won't say they may not, but they're currently not successful. Hell, I'm super talented. And I just now started making money from music. And I've been doing it for many years. And it's just, it's a, life is one of those things, man. Some people hit it, some people don't. Some people, some good people hit it, some good people don't. Some people get to the stage and they don't perform well. Kwame Brown didn't perform well. Does he mean that he needs to get ridiculed his entire life? No. We're talking about a sport. Who gives a fuck? Like, it doesn't mean anything about you as a man or a person. Now, it's been years since he played. Should they still be talking about his play? I don't think so. But, like, okay, sure, right? It's their job, too. But it feels like you're just kind of hitting low-hanging fruit. There's other shit you can be talking about than this old career, right? So, I, I feel Kwame Brown. I'm ready for a, uh, a Kwame Brown podcast. His YouTube videos have been hilarious. have been well worth the watch. Uh yeah, Kwame Brown. So for so you know, I I enjoy it a lot, and um, I think that's what we're gonna call it for this episode. Again, this is the second time I've done this episode. So if you've uh, ever done music, you know that like once you record a song once, it's kind of hard to capture the same energy the second time. Hopefully, I did a decent job on this episode of the podcast. If you like it, hit the subscribe button. Um, and hit the the like button because that works for the YouTube algorithm. I'm going to basically say the same thing that all the YouTubers say because that's what it is, right? You want to get the algorithm on your side. And um, this is my first foyer into a solo podcast. And i I looking forward to it. Um, so thanks for listening. I will check you guys out next time. Peace and be kind. Listen your head rent free.